Welcome to Zach Hits the Pylon. Today we're going to be talking about the top NFL draft prospects and where I think they're going to go. We're also going to be talking about their strengths, their weaknesses, you know, all of that good stuff. First position we're going to cover today is quarterbacks. You know, best quarterback in the draft, Trevor Lawrence. I feel like, you know, no one disagrees with me on that one. You know, he's the most NFL pro level. He has a good arm. You know, he stays calm under pressure. Basically everything you want at the NFL. Second best quarterback, you know, people fluctuate on this one. You have some people putting, you know, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. But you see no one putting Mac Jones, and that's because, you know, he's really just not that good. But we'll talk about him more later. For the second best quarterback in the draft, I have Zach Wilson. Um, You know, pretty good arm strength, decent accuracy, just overall pretty solid quarterback. Now the third quarterback that I got on my board is going to be Trey Lance. And you know, a lot of people are going to disagree on me. They're going to say Justin Fields. Well, let me tell you why it's not Justin Fields. When you compare Justin Fields and Trey Lance, you see a lot of similarities, you know. Both, you know, have a pretty similar frame, pretty similar arm strength. But where the differences are is Justin Fields' ability to make decisions. And, you know, his ability really isn't that good, which is why I have him below Trey Lance. Now, Trey Lance, you know, has solid arm strength, good accuracy, very good decision-making. I think that's one of the best things about him, one of the top things that NFL teams are looking at Trey Lance and asking themselves if they want him. They want him because of his decision-making. He stays calm under pressure. Basically, you know, everything you want at the NFL level. Now back to Justin Fields. You know, I don't hate Justin Fields. I like him a lot better than Mac Jones. But there's some questionable things about his play style. You know, first of all, he's a scrambling quarterback, likes to get down and dirty, you know. Not really a Lamar Jackson type of guy, but more of like a Josh Allen physique. Um, You know, likes, not scared of getting tackled. That's what I got to say. Um, Is that a bad thing? No, not at all, you know. The age of quarterbacks right now is, you know, scrambling quarterbacks that can also throw the ball like pretty accurately and far and also have a pretty good ability to throw the ball on the run. Justin Fields has all those things, I think. I just think generally when you're looking for your next quarterback, you don't look for someone who has questionable decision making. Um, And then at five, I have Mac Jones. You know, I, I'm not a huge fan of Mac Jones. Everyone knows this. I mean, the draft this year all the teams in it are so quarterback needy and that's the reason that he's going to go in the first round there's no other reason he is not talented enough to go in the first round um people can disagree with me with me on that but i mean for example at his pro day yesterday he didn't really play that well he overthrew a lot of guys um the main reason that he had such a good season at alabama was because of the players around him his supporting cast was better than all the other uh, quarterbacks on this list. You know, you can make an argument for Trevor Lawrence, but, you know, Alabama just has such good receivers, such good offensive line, basically everything you need for you to thrive at the quarterback position. Um, Now, I don't think he's going to go in the second round. I'm confident he'll go in the first and that's just because, you know, the Patriots at 15, if he's still available, they'll take him. Or, you know, the the Washington football team, maybe, you know. There's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. Now, running backs. I'm only going to talk about three running backs because I feel like these are the most, you know, anticipated ones coming out of college. So, 
my number one running back in the class is going to be Najee Harris. And I think, you know, a lot of people probably agree with me on that one. He's very elusive, you know, pretty big frame also, which is, you know, good for the running back position. Um, pretty speedy guy, all around very good ball carrier. He does not fumble the ball very often, which is a big plus. And um, the one issue that I have with Najee Harris is, you know, just like I said about Mac Jones, he is a very good supporting cast. His offensive line was phenomenal. And, you know, with a running back being one of the most replaceable positions on the football field, is it worth spending a mid-first-round pick on a guy that you can replace if you get a good offensive line? Because a team like the Bengals with a pretty bad offensive line, you saw what Joe Mixon did. I mean, Najee Harris really isn't going to be that good on that team. He'll get injured like Joe Mixon did. I mean, it's all about the offensive line. For number two, I have Travis Entian out of Clemson. I like him a decent amount, you know. He showed some, uh, in the college playoffs, he played pretty well. I mean, not as good as Najee, but he definitely showed a spark. Um, I think he'll go late late first round, maybe early second round. Um, it really depends. Um, same with Najee, you know, pretty elusive guy. Uh, I think he's faster than Najee. Also um, smaller than Najee, but overall pretty good guy. Uh, then at three, we have Javante Williams. I mean, this guy went off during the regular season. I know UNC is not a very good football team, which is why he ended up, you know, not doing that well. Or like, what what I mean by that is they didn't end up making the college football playoffs, but that's fine. Uh, he had a great season himself, and I think he'll go in like the late second round. Like I said before, you know, you don't want to waste one of your early draft picks on a running back just because they're pretty replaceable. It's all about the offensive line. You know, talent of the running back definitely matters to a degree, but you can see running backs that really aren't that talented thrive in the NFL. Like, I might get some hate for this one, but Frank Gore, for example, you know, he is the third most rushing yards in NFL history, and is he really that talented? I don't know. I mean, he's just, you know, been able to stay healthy his whole career, which is a big, another big part of running backs. So wide receivers. The best wide receiver in the class, in my opinion, is going to be Jamar Chase. Now, his pro day a couple days ago was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, this guy, I'm pretty sure had like similar stats to DK Metcalf and his broad jump and vertical and like bench, like everything. He is a jump ball receiver, which is why it's concerning for a team like the Miami Dolphins, for example. You know, I still love Jamar Chase, and I think he's going to go for the Dolphins. I just think that, you know, it might be a little uh, shaky at the beginning with Tua. Overall, you know, Jamar Chase, he is the best pass catcher in this draft. You know, I'm going to talk about Kyle Pitts later, but I like when you throw the ball to Jamar Chase and he is covered one-on-one, there is a 75% chance that he comes down with that ball, which is what you want at the NFL level. At two, you know, it's a toss-up between Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith. You know, I have Smith just because you can't ignore the season that he had. And I think people are starting to ignore it, and you can't. I mean, dude is an absolute beast. Now, like I said about Mac Jones, his supporting role was very good, his supporting cast. Now, a lot of the yardage that Devonta Smith accumulated over the season was from little itty-bitty passes that Mac Jones, you know, through 
the little screen passes, little slants, stuff like that. He occasionally did, you know, run a pretty good deep route. He's a very good route runner. Um, the one thing that's very concerning, and I think a lot of teams, uh, all their general managers are taking into account, is his size. Now, Devonta Smith is not a big guy, you know. He's pretty small. He's like 5'10", 190 pounds, I'm pretty sure. Um, which, you know, it could be a problem. You have cornerbacks out there like Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, Jair Alexander that will bully this guy because of how small he is. Now, I think he can perform at a pretty good NFL level his rookie year if he does not get covered by the star cornerback. Now, that's a big if. You know, if he goes to a team with no wide receiver one and he turns into the wide receiver one, I don't know if he's going to have that good of a season. I still think, you know, his season that he had with Mac Jones is enough to keep him at the number two uh, number two wide receiver position. At three, I have Jalen Waddle. Waddle was, is more talented than Devonta Smith. It is unfortunate that he got injured this past year, but the fact that an injury can cause him to still be potentially a top 10 draft pick easily top 15 is crazy to me. I mean, you have guys like Caleb Farley, which I'll talk about later, who are getting back surgery and, you know, injured and their draft stock is falling fast. You know, Waddle got injured and teams still realize that he is very talented. His game is very similar to Tyree Kill. You know, he's very fast. He can catch the ball decently well, but, you know, he's a deep threat wide receiver. Now, four is Rashad Bateman. I like Bateman a lot. If he stays until, you know, in the 20s, that is a steal of a pick. I think he can be the Justin Jefferson of this year's draft. Now, Bateman basically does everything you'd ever want a wide receiver to do, and he does it well. His hands are good. His route running is good. His frame is good. His speed is good. I mean, dude's a monster. I mean, he's going to do phenomenal in the NFL. You know, now, is he a wide receiver one? I think he can develop into one. Do I think he is one now? No. You know, he does all these things very well. You know, he does most things that wide receivers do well, but I do, I just don't see teams taking a chance, you know, putting him as their, his, as their wide receiver one. You know, teams with like a pretty iffy wide receiver core, they, they might take a chance, you know, because why not? He's a very good prospect. But I wouldn't just throw him into the fire like you do with a lot of other wide receivers. I think he can be good if you develop him the right way. Now at five, I have Kadarius Toney. You know, it's hard to measure a wide receiver's talents when they're just getting absolutely obliterated by Kyle Pitts. I mean, we're going to talk about Kyle Pitts in a second because he's basically a wide receiver. But, you know, Tony has had a pretty good career at Florida. You know, catching balls from Kyle, uh, Kyle Trask, pretty good. Um, I think Tony's going to go late first round uh, also, you know, pretty similar to Bateman. Um, very speedy guy, um, similar to Jalen Waddle. you know, not as good as Waddle. Waddle's hands are just phenomenal. But overall, you know, pretty solid guy. I think he's going to do fine in the NFL. Now, tight ends. By tight ends, I mean Kyle Pitts. I mean, wow. He had a great season. 
and he's crazy. I mean, let's first start off with, you know, the positives that he got. I mean, there are no negatives, but okay. So his hands are phenomenal. His frame is phenomenal. His speed is phenomenal. His route running's phenomenal. I, I literally can't, I can't think of a single negative about Kyle Pitts. Now, here's an interesting thing. What if he switches to wide receiver? Because he could definitely play it, you know, definitely. The only reason he's playing tight end right now is because of his frame. I mean, dude's absolute beast. He's strong, athletic, you know, basically DK Metcalf on steroids. And, you know, DK Metcalf is already on steroids. Um, You know, I could see him going, you know, top five easily, you know. If the Bengals want to take a chance, you know, and take another threat with Kyle Pitts, I think they would. You know, Dolphins, same thing. Same thing, you know, with the Giants or Panthers later. I mean... He arguably is the most talented player in this draft. I mean, people say Trevor Lawrence or whatever, but you can make you can definitely make a argument for Kyle Pitts. Now, the second best tight end in the class is going to be Pat Fryermuth. I like I like Pat a lot. He's just all an all around good tight end. You know, I could compare him to George Kittle. You know, good blocking, good vertical threat. Overall, pretty good. That's what I forgot to mention about Kyle Pitts. Pitts really isn't a blocking tight end. You know, he's a lot like Mike Gesicki, for example, or you know, Travis Kelsey, the or Darren Waller, you know, the guys that are huge vertical threats, you know, eh, they're eh at blocking, you know, not that good, not that bad. Now, offensive linemen. At O-line, we got a lot of different positions, you know, like guard, center, all this stuff, but we're just going to talk about it as a whole. So Penny Sewell is definitely the best lineman in the draft. I mean, his raw talent alone is crazy. I think there's going to be some time of development. Like, you're going to have to develop him into a all-pro offensive tackle, which I think you can. I think it's going to take, you know, maybe a year or two. He's not going to be like Tristan Wirfs, where he comes out and plays amazing. I think he's going to be a project, but it's going to be worth it. Now at two, I have Rashad Slater, who I actually think is the most NFL-ready tackle in the draft, lineman. But I don't think he's going to go ahead of Sewell just because of the raw talent that Sewell has. Now at three, I have Christian Derrissaw. I like Derrissaw a lot. Um, I think he could go to you know the Chargers in the later first round. Um, overall, really talented guy. Not as talented as Sewell or Slater, but you know, still pretty good. I think he's going to be... He's going to do pretty well at the professional level, not as well as Sewell or Slater, but still, you know, be able to hold his ground versus some pass rushers in the league. At four, I have Elijah Vera Tucker. Now, he's an interior guy compared to the other three that I was talking about, which are all, you know, tackles. And Vera Tucker can play, you know, basically any any position. I mean, he can play tackle if you want, but, you know, his strong his strong suit is definitely guard. Um, Definitely one of the best guard in the class. I mean, you could probably form Sewell to be a guard, but as a pure guard, I think Elijah Vera Tucker is the best in the class. I mean, he's very athletic, very strong. It doesn't really his footwork is phenomenal. That's another thing. You know, Sewell's footwork's fine, but but I mean Elijah Vera Tucker's footwork is phenomenal. Um now the fifth thing, the fifth uh tackle offensive lineman that I have is gonna be uh Samuel Cosme. It's a real big throw up for me between, you know, like Tevin Jenkins, Samuel Cosme, um, 
Alex Leatherwood, all these guys are pretty good. You know, I, I'm spending a late first round out on them. That's that's basically it. So, you know, that's all the offense that I'm going to talk about. Now I'm going to talk about defense. So, you know, there's a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball in this draft. Uh, we're going to start off with cornerbacks. I think, you know, there's uh, three good cornerbacks in this draft class. You know, if your team drafts any of these three, you should be excited. I mean, these guys are great athletes. Uh, I think the best cornerback in this draft is going to be Patrick Sertain II. I mean, his dad was a monster, but we're not going to talk about him. Um, his pro day at Alabama was phenomenal. I mean, he is very fast. That's all you got to say. I mean, his 40 time, I think, is like a a 4-3 something, maybe. I mean, something crazy. Um, He is a very good man-to-man corner, which is hard to find in college football now it's it's very rare that you see a cornerback draft that's drafted uh, immediately make a huge impact on an nfl team i mean cornerback is definitely the hardest position to transfer from uh from the uh college level to the nfl level i mean the guys are stronger than you, bigger than you. You know, they have more experience in the league, which is a big part of it. Um, do I think Sertan is going to be able to, you know, guard people like DK Metcalf or, you know, Justin Jefferson? No, I don't. I think he'll be a good option if you are a, neat, a, a needy team for cornerbacks, like, you know, the Cowboys. He's going to get burned a bit, but he's an overall pretty good guy. Now, this maybe will surprise some of you guys, but I have Farley at number two. And I know he's getting back surgery and everything, but I still think that he is, you know, one of the top corners in this class, if not the second. I like, I mean, it's it's hard for me to explain, but, you know, before this year happened, I liked Farley a lot better than Sertain just because, you know, of, his, of uh, Farley's season last year. I still think that he can turn out better than Sertain. I'm just saying that it's going to be harder. I mean, teams are going to have to take a risk on getting a guy that is having back surgery. And back surgery is a pretty big thing. I mean, you can't just brush that off your shoulder. Um, I still think he's going to be pretty good in the NFL, though. And then at three, I have J.C. Horn. You know, pretty good guy. You know, I don't really know what to say about him. He's very similar to Caleb Farley in the way that he plays. Um, he's, I mean, there's a very big drop-off from Sertain and Farley to J.C. Horn, in my opinion. You know, I'm taking Sertain and Farley. You know, they could both be top 10 picks. But then I would maybe wait another five to six, maybe even seven picks for J.C. Horn. I mean, dude's good and all. I like him a lot. But I like Farley and Sertain just a lot better. The next thing we're going to talk about is defensive ends. So, they're actually very close, all the top three of them. You know, you got Jalen Phillips, Kawhi Pei, and Gregory Rousseau. And I, it's any of them could go as the first defensive end off the board. You know, I think that Jalen Phillips is the best one, but you know, it's it's very marginal. It, it it's very close. I think you know. The first defensive end isn't going to go off the board until maybe 11 with the Giants, but he's a very talented player. Now, Pay, also very talented. But the thing is, the defensive end need 
if it's not if if he doesn't go 11 then i think he could drop to the 20s same with gregory Rousseau. i think Rousseau has a chance to drop to the third round the third guy that gets picked out of that has a can drop very far now the thing is it it's going to be crazy whoever goes first i mean it's hard to tell you could have any three of them go first and if the one that goes first is going to be picked because the team is going to use him in a certain way. They're all, like, the top three, they're all talented. They're all very good. They're all basically the same. The reason that they're going to be picked in different ways is because they're going to be used differently. You know, it's going to depend on the team's need. Now, linebackers. Micah Parsons is a freak of nature. That's all I got to say. I mean, whatever team gets him is getting, like, Isaiah Simmons on steroids. I mean, but see, that is, that is kind of an issue, I will say. You know, you have team, the Cardinals could not figure out how to use Isaiah Simmons in the correct way his rookie year. And, you know, that's what's going to happen to Micah Parsons. Since he's so athletic, he doesn't really, you know, he switches around on the field. Does he really have one certain position that he plays? You know, no, he doesn't which is why, you know, it's going to be hard for an NFL team to utilize him. But if you can utilize Micah Parsons correctly, he will be a top 10 linebacker in the NFL by his second year. I know that's a big uh, what if, but it could happen. Now, my second linebacker is going to be Jeremiah Owusa-Karamoa. Um, just a really talented linebacker. I mean, all the guys that I'm talking about is talented, but... Um, he's very strong, and you know his frame's good. You know, just an ideal linebacker you're gonna have at the next level. Now at three, I have Aziz uh, Oljalari. Aziz is more of a like a a rush linebacker. You know, I, I put him at I put him on like you know the right outside, right or the left outside. You know, I'd have him rush the quarterback. Um. I still think that he's going to go in the first round. I think he'll go, you know, in the 20s maybe. But I, I like him a decent amount. Now, at four, I'm going to have Zayvon Collins, and this is going to be the last guy for linebackers. Um, I mean, he's good. He'll go late first, like very late first or early second. Um, the thing about linebackers that I forgot to mention about all these guys is, you know, it's a pretty like replaceable position. You know, you have to be strong, athletic, and talented to be put as a linebacker. But the players that are athletic and strong get put at linebacker because they can. Linebacking isn't really a position of need in a lot of teams. You have players that really aren't that good their first couple of years and then you that are that play, you know, maybe like D end or something, and then you know switch them to linebacker and they're out of their mind. I mean, it's all about who's the most athletic when you're going to linebackers. Now Parsons is a different breed. I mean, you saw with Isaiah Simmons. I mean, they're they're very similar in play style. He could play safety. He can play basically any position on the field, which is a good and bad thing. Now that's all the players I'm going to be covering. And I think that's going to be it for my first podcast episode. Remember, you know, download, subscribe, do whatever you do on your platform that you're watching this on or listening to, not watching, obviously.
Um, and this has been Zach Hits the Pylon.